Welcome to the NextGen Work Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Ross. I help leaders support working parents so that they can recruit and retain the best people. Join me as I interview experts and provide insights into the struggles that parents and caregivers face in the workplace. Learn how your business can become a place where parents feel included, supported, and valued. Being a family-friendly business isn't just a nice-to-have anymore. For the next generation and those that are raising them, it is critical. Welcome to the NextGen Work Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Ross. I help leaders support working parents so that they can recruit and retain the best people. Join me as I interview experts and provide insights into the struggles that parents and caregivers face in the workplace. Learn how your business can become a place where parents feel included, supported, and valued. Being a family-friendly business isn't just a nice-to-have anymore. For the next generation and those that are raising them, it is critical. Hi, and welcome to Playgrounds and Paychecks. If this is your first time listening, thank you for being here. And if you were around for season one, then welcome back for season two. This season, we're going to be tackling all things parental leave. And boy, do I have some exciting guests lined up. And I am so excited to be talking about this topic and tackling some of the major issues that come up, not only for parents, but also for business leaders and managers and HR people trying to navigate this very complicated but important process of parental leave. To start the season off, I thought I would just share my story and my experience with two parental leaves. I have two kids. They're about to be two and four years old. So this is going to be my story of what my leave was like when they were both born. Um, you'll notice I said that my oldest is about to be four. So if you do that math and think about it, um, you probably know what happened in the world around that time. I was a teacher. I was not going to have any paid leave at all. I didn't realize that I needed to have short-term disability insurance in order to get any sort of payment during my leave. Uh, when I open enrollment came around, I was already pregnant They told me then that I needed it, but it was too late because I had a um, condition, a pre-existing condition already. So even though I signed up for it then, it wasn't going to cover my upcoming leave at all. So after I talked to HR, they informed me that I could get FMLA, which of course covers 12 weeks. My son was due 13 weeks before the end of the school year, so they agreed to let me just take the rest of the school year off, but it was going to all be unpaid. So we started stashing away money, putting it into the savings account, and planning ahead for that. Financially, I'm grateful that we were going to be able to afford for me to take off 12 weeks without pay, but of course, a lot of people can't do that, and it was challenging. We had to, you know, pinch pennies. I spent the whole first semester, so probably about six months, making plans for my maternity leave. As a teacher, a music teacher at that, I had to find my own sub that was going to be able to teach my subject. I'm in a very rural area, so that was not easy. I wanted to be sure that my classroom and my students were all going to be 
you know, well taken care of while I was out, and that they would be able to continue learning from someone who understood music. So I was able to find a retired band director that lived nearby who was willing to come in and take over the end of the school year for me. And he would get a, he would be able to continue the band program and, you know, all was going to be great. I spent all of the fall semester putting together a super detailed, like, three or four inch binder full of plans, notes on all of my classes, all of my students. I taught K through 12. So this poor retired man that was coming in was going to be responsible for not only teaching high school band, which was, you know, his wheelhouse and what he had done for his entire 30 plus year career, but he also was going to be teaching elementary and with an online curriculum. And so I wanted to make sure that he was set up for success with that. And I spent a lot of time and energy making those plans. Well, then my son was born. All was well for about a week. And then COVID hit and the world turned upside down. Great. Okay. So all those plans just got thrown out the window. I spent months putting them together for in-person normal teaching. And then of course, we shut down schools. My school district was not in an area where there's a lot of internet access. So initially everything was just shut down entirely and while they made a plan. And then the plan was that we were going to have to create paper packets for our students that could be create could be completed with nothing other than the papers we sent them and a pencil and deliver those to the students along with a week's worth of food on the bus routes once a week. And the next week they would have to turn in the paper. Okay, that didn't fit with what I had planned at all. This retired band director that was coming in shouldn't have to write that kind of plans and I didn't expect him to. So my maternity leave ended. I think I took maybe four official weeks of leave and then was right back in it, writing lesson plans and creating paper packets for high school music history and general music and going once a week to the school to print out all these paper packets, to pick up the ones that I needed to grade for the next week and helping prepare food. We had to, I think, sign up for doing that two or three times for the remainder of the semester and then ride the bus routes, I I believe, four times. So I was doing all of that with a very young baby, of course, terrified of catching COVID from one of my colleagues that I was working near. We were social distancing and wearing masks as much as possible. But when you're working on an assembly line, putting together lunches, uh, there's only you know so much social distancing you can do. So I was worried about that, but also I was breastfeeding. This meant I had to figure out how to pump at school and, of course, trying to keep all of that refrigerated in a school that was mostly shut down, trying to um, make sure I didn't bring home any sort of germs in that breast milk. Plus, I was dealing with mastitis and had to be sure that I pumped and expressed enough that I would not get a lump that would turn into this horrible flu-like illness. Tons of fun. So got through that. The next year, one weird year of being halfway in person, halfway remote, trying to recover from 
the semester that we were all remote and on paper and basically the students didn't do anything and trying to rebuild my band program and then surprise pregnant again the next year. So this time I was prepared. I had short-term disability, which was going to pay a very small portion of my salary, but only for six weeks. Because when you give vaginal birth, they only think that you need six weeks for, you know, medical recovery. So that's all that the short-term disability was going to pay. Okay, cool. I'm still going to take my 12 weeks, though. My daughter was born in January. That meant that... I was going to take off most of the second semester. My husband, luckily, was able to split his leave. So he took off the last month of the school year when I had to go back to work. And that was great. We didn't have to put our daughter in daycare until she was like six months old in August. So he took off a few weeks with me at the beginning, went back to work, and then took a whole month off to be stay-at-home dad in the month of May while I finished up the school year. This time preparing for leave was a little bit different. I had to find my own sub again. Uh, the same guy that had done it before was not ha- in the best health and was also trying to renovate his house. So he was not able to take it on this time. So I reached out to the local colleges, found somebody that had just graduated, and he really was not prepared for teaching the vast age range that I was responsible for or mostly instrumental because he was a choir guy. So basically it was a dumpster fire. (laughs) I had students, you know, high school students messaging me during my leave telling me like all of the crazy things that were happening in my classroom. I came back to a disaster. Students had quit band. The band had basically just not existed for a while. I had to rebuild it all back up yet again. And it was just really frustrating. Um, I remember my assistant principal asking before I had my first child if I was going to come back, you know, because I took the rest of the semester off. She asked if I was going to come back the next year or if I thought I was going to change my mind and just stay home with my baby. And I was like, no, 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 absolutely not. I love teaching. I'm not going to quit. I am definitely going to be back. And I was begrudgingly back and then had another child and things just kept getting more and more difficult. It was really hard to sustain the level that I had put in, the level of energy that I had put in, the amount of time commitment that I had put into my job before having kids. And I quickly realized that that was just I wasn't going to be able to do that anymore, that I was not the same person I was before I went on leave, before I had my kids. And I also didn't really have the support that I needed. You know, coming back from both of my maternity leaves was a bit of, like I said, a dumpster fire. Of course, I was also dealing with COVID, which was a mess for the education system in general. But I also um, didn't really have the most supportive administrator and didn't have the structures in place in our area to really support me as a working parent. I was driving in the wrong direction 30 minutes for daycare. We're paying out the wazoo for that daycare and didn't have any sort of backup care, was being um, 
like pointed out at work for taking off too many days to be with my children. And it very quickly led to me wanting to find something else. So about nine months into, um, you know, my daughter's life, I realized that, yeah, I did want to spend more time with my kids. I still love working and I didn't want to quit working altogether just to be a stay-at-home mom because that's just um, not in my blood. I need something to do and we also couldn't afford it. So I started looking for something where I could work from home, have a little more flexibility and ultimately quit teaching because it just wasn't sustainable for me anymore. And a lot of that stemmed from some issues I had around, you know, parental leave and coming back to work after maternity leave and how difficult that was. So here I am now building up this business and I am on a mission to make it a little bit easier for other moms, other parents to help managers and HR leaders and other business leaders understand how to support working parents and give some tips and tricks along the way for doing so and just sharing the stories of other working parents. I hope you enjoy season two. There is going to be a lot of value here talking about parental leave. We're going to talk to moms, dads, people who have built their whole business around this idea. It's going to be a great season, so be sure to stick around.